Coming up on this episode of Brew, Do You Even Talk Pinball? We're going to interview Keith Campanelli, the co-director of Ohio Pinbrew Fest. We're going to do the usual news and updates, and finally, a review of Fishtails. All that and more, coming right up. And now, the Hall and Oates of Pinball Podcasting, Nick Lane and Kevin Manny of Buffalo Pinball. Whoa, boom shakalaka. What's going on, everybody? Happy March, almost April. It's uh, episode 58 of Brody Even Talk Pinball. Nick Lane, yeah. how's it going? We're officially uh, one year into doing this podcast remotely. We are. <laughs> Which is, uh, you know, I, I think we found a good groove. This is, uh, made it happen, made it work. I like just waking up uh, and going downstairs and putting the computer on and doing this I'm, it's working out Be, beats the drive but like, like you've said the uh the the chemistry of the show is a little different like you, you got that inherent uh latency over the internet but i think i think we figured it out i think we, i think we've got it yeah yeah i'm feeling i'm feeling better about it so nice you know it's a, it's a good fallback plan for the future too if there's a snowstorm or whatever that's right excellent that's right. so yeah we're here we are one more one month closer to vaccination hopefully and getting back to normal um we got lots to come uh, ahead on the show for you guys. So before we get started, why don't we thank our sponsors? Nick, I think it's your turn to thank the sponsors this month. Happy to do that. Get it up on the screen. Yeah. I, believe it or not, I don't have it memorized verbatim. But all right. First of all, our premier featured sponsor, Pin Stadium, pinstadium.com. Lighting kits for your pinball machine. Fantastic premium lighting kits for your pinball machine. Um, they're app controlled. They've got various models um, uh, or, or different uh, kind of configurations of what you can get. So easy to install that I did it myself. That's it. That's Pin Stadium. Use a coupon code Buffalo to save ten percent. Highly recommend. I think it's. Uh, you know, I'm not. I, I'm sort of mixed on on mods, but um, there's definitely games where I'm like I can't live without a Pin Stadium on it. And then it's a little dangerous because once you get a Pin Stadium on your game on one game, you're going to want it on all of them. So so just be, just be careful. Um, double danger pinball, uh, use code, uh, Buffalo to save. I don't know. Do they even have our shirts? I don't think they have our shirts anymore. <laughs> yeah. Moving on. They're actually not a sponsor anymore. All right. We'll update that. We're, we're, uh, we still, love well, I think Kevin, we're, we're working on a shirt solution, by the way, right now people can't get our merchandise, but, uh, we are working on something. Yeah. Kevin and I will talk after this. Big, big right. things ahead. All right. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> the Mod Couple Pinball.com is still a sponsor. The Mod Couple Pinball.com. Uh, again, listen, high praise coming from, from me. I'm not a big mod guy, but they won me over. I've got their mods on, on, uh, on my pirates. And I'm sure when I get an itching for some more mods and I'm just looking to put some money into game, games, that's my first stop. I really love the quality of their work. Flipping out pinball.com. They are the, the go to distributor, uh, sponsor of Buffalo Pinball. They have basically every pinball machine that's manufactured out there to buy. Zach Many will take care of you. Heard nothing but good things about his customer service. I know he cares. He's a collector and player and in the community, so check it out uh, when you want to buy your uh, new inbox pinball machine. Pinside.com, Pinside.com, where it all started for me in terms of the pinball community. Uh, you've got 
news, you've got uh, reviews of games, and you have the forum. So if you have a tech question, you want to see uh, people's reaction to a new game that just came out, you just want to talk about whatever, that's where the pinball community gathers. Jersey Jack Pinball, Jersey Jack Pinball, makers of the most beautiful pinball machine on the planet Earth. Love Jersey Jack. I, they're, they're, so At some point, Kevin, they're going to have so many games that we can't announce them all, but we're just going to highlight their newest game, which is a, a major hit, Guns N' Roses uh, Pinball. Check it out. Head over to jerseyjackpinball.com. Kevin is an owner. I am. Owner of it. Maybe me one day. We'll see. Uh, pinball.edu, pinballraffle. So you want to go to pinballraffle.org. You can buy a raffle ticket to have a chance um, nearly every month to win a certain pinball machine while also supporting kids with autism, which is a fantastic program. So it's a win-win in my book. Community Beer Works. Community Beer Works, my favorite brewery in uh, Buffalo, New York. Kevin doesn't even drink, and he likes Community Beer Works. Uh, uh, great, great people who are, are pro pinball. Um, they're, they're supporters of us. They believe in what we're doing. And I, uh, if they didn't, I, I say they must be fantastic. TiltCycle.com. We love, we love, we love Dan Burfield. TiltCycle.com. If you're thinking, if you got a game room or you have one, even just your, your bedroom, bathroom, wherever, and you want some pinball art, this is authentic pinball art. He used upcycled uh, pinball machine parts, play fields. That's TiltCycle.com. Does he still have a coupon code? He used to. Uh, I, don't I don't think so. Just throw Buffalo into everything and see what happens. <laughs> that's how it that's works. My, yeah. That's my pro tip. All right. Uh, CometPinball.com. CometPinball.com is a, an OG sponsor of Ryan. We love uh, – they, they have everything for your LED lighting needs. That is your one-stop shop. Want to uh, make your pinball machine look good. Works in great conjunction, by the way, with Pin Stadium. So if your machine hasn't been LED'd yet or you just want to give it your authentic touch, go to um, CometPinball.com. PinballMix.com. Pinballmix.com will make a custom soundtrack for your pinball machine. Um, basically, then Pinball makes some songs that you own, that you purchased, and he will do a remix of the um, every pinball machine soundtrack. Does a fantastic, I would say, highly professional job. He also has a, a discount code. So you use Buffalo, you get also an Easter egg in there. Then last but not least, another OG, Titan Pinball, TitanPinball.com. Takes uh, silicone rings and uh, has a fantastic anti-fatigue mat. Again, you're going to need, uh, at some point, you're going to need replacement rings. Or maybe you just have rubber rings on your pinball machine. Go to TitanPinball.com. Put the silicone rings. Last longer, they're better. Got tons of colors. And Eric is just a guy to work with. Happy to have them all sponsors. Can I say uh, Attack, uh, our friend Attack, uh, tipped me off that the glow-in-the-dark Flipper rings look really good on on Guns N' Roses. So there's your tip. If you're putting a, an order in at a Titan and you yeah. want to get some Titan rings for your new Guns N' Roses, Glow in the Dark is cool looking. Yeah, I heard somebody did a uh, Bad Girls. Oh. <laughs> bad Girls. So I have not even tested it. I've not put it in yet, so hopefully <laughs> nice. it's accurate, but nice. it's there. It exists. All right. There you go. Okay. Um, without further ado, let's, let's bring on um, Keith Campanelli. He is the uh, co-director of the Ohio Pin Brew Fest uh, it, that's taking place April 8th to 10th, 2021 in, at the Metroplex in Girard, Ohio. That's Northeast Ohio. Keith, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so Keith uh, reached out to us last year, uh, said, I'm a big fan of the show. would like you guys to be involved. Uh, you guys come down for this, this new thing we're doing, Pin Brew, 
We're like, cool, sounds great. It's within striking distance. And then it didn't happen. (laughs) You guys were like right after everything kind of shut down last year, right? Yeah. Yeah. We were, I think April 16th was uh, the go date. Everything just started to fall apart in March. Yeah. Fun stuff. So what kind of impact did that have for you guys? Because, you know, you get all geared up for a new show and then you got to cancel it. Well, like, how did that affect you guys? Um, I it, it was kind of a hard pill to swallow originally because, again, you guys, we were talking earlier about setting up events and so much to do to get this thing going. And then we were right there. We had everything in line. We were ready to pull the trigger and the whole world came unglued. And, you know, we just, there's no way we can do this. Uh, so it was, uh, it was a little heart wrenching. We had moved it back to uh, August, hoping that this whole thing was going to just blow over in a few months. But obviously we, a year later, just now getting uh, near the other side of it. So strike two, we weren't going to do it. And then we were scheduled. We had already lined up this year. Uh, we were thinking of moving it back. Uh, talk to the people that at the Metroplex. Like, we don't have any other room. So either there or you're not doing it. So it was, we would do this or we're done. So and we pulled the trigger and I'm kind of glad we did now. The way things are opening up out here. Um, looking promising. Excellent. So for, you know, this is a brand new show. Haven't done it before. Uh, why don't you explain to us what the Ohio Pin Brew Fest is and what people can expect to see it and do at the show. So the difference between this and conventional pinball shows is we take all the best aspects of a pinball show, the games, the tournaments, the vendors, and we added a couple features to it. We added craft beer and we added food. So a lot of times you'll go to one of these big venues and it's just pinball, but here you're going to be able to enjoy pinball. Going to you can go to the beer garden, try out uh, at least a minimum of 12 different craft beers from six different breweries in the area. And uh, we will have different types of food coming through setting up. And so you'll be able to just pretty much do everything you want there. Eat, drink, and be merry. So that's awesome. So in, in, as, as we've, uh, we've seen uh, beer and pinball tend to go together, like Nick, when he was operating machines last year and the year before, um, you know, they, they pin, they paired, uh, pinball machines with breweries and that was, that was good for them. Right, Nick? Absolutely. Yeah. And I, and it's not just like, uh, thing, a, a phenomenon in Buffalo, right? Like I've, I've seen people post location, uh, uh, pinball. I've seen machines at other breweries around the country too. So it just, it seems to work very well. Yeah. I have, uh, myself two breweries. I'm just adding a third now. So, uh, well, they, they love it. It goes together. Great. Awesome. So what makes now the right time for pin brew? You had to push it back a year and you know, I think you guys are the first event to come back. The first pinball event to come back after all this. So what, why, why is it the right time for a pin brew? Well, uh, we looked at it and I, I talked to you guys a little bit. I'm, I have a background in medicine. I, I actually work in a physician's office. I actually run a physician's office. My wife is a doctor and we have a lot of people in the medical field that are friends of ours. And we've been keeping track of things and seeing how things were progressing. And we did look at the date and consider, well, another month would be probably perfect, but we think that we can pull it off now. We looked at the data, we looked at what's going on. And I looked at what's going on around us here in Ohio. We've had events at the Metroplex going on since November. They've learned how to do it safely. They know what to expect. So it was one of those, somebody's gonna pull the trigger and uh, we think we were at the right time, right place. and. Uh, we decided to go forward and since our first assessment of what it was going to be like when the show is here with vaccinations and all that we're already surpassing them so uh, the state of ohio 
already uh, next week. Uh, vaccines down to I think 21 years old and then even if there's extra down to 18 years so we vaccinated a good part of the population and it's the right time it's it's time to come back out and pinball has uh had taken a beat and we're all stuck in our basements and uh we need to come out and enjoy each other's company again so why don't you talk a little bit about how the event is going to look different with COVID uh, protocols and things like that. So what, what kind of changes can we expect at the show versus what you were planning from last year? Well, we literally had all the machines, just like every other show lined up in rows, rows of 20 machines back to back, long hallways in the middle of the uh, venue. And then all the uh, vendors were on the outside. And we originally were taking 15,000 square feet. Uh, Metroplex was kind enough to give us all 30,000 square feet. No extra charge. They said, we know it's difficult and this will help you guidelines so what we're doing is we're actually sporadically putting the machine throughout the building you'll come up on an area there'll be two machines you'll come up on another area there might be three machines together the vendors are all going to be spread out there'll be machines in in just different places throughout so it's just going to be like walking through this this large building there's a main area and once you go out of the main area there's a lot of hallway conferency type areas big open areas um, so everything's just going to be spread out a little bit more uh, we are going to have a beer garden in the middle uh, based off of what Ohio allows us to do. Go to a restaurant, you sit down, you take your mask off. In that area, we'll have seating. Uh, you can purchase your beers. You can walk around with your beers right now. You'll still be wearing masks because that's a mandate. Um, and, uh, you know, distancing just enough with other people. Uh, but you'll be able to sit at the beer garden, sit down, take your mask off with your friends and have a couple of beers and chat about, you know, what's the next pinball machine? Why it's not going to let you buy. So. So, um, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, talk about some of the challenges in organizing an event right now. What's, what's, what's the biggest challenge, would you say? Everything together, it's just getting all the pieces of the pie together because you're, you're combining uh, pinball, first getting all the vendors lined up and making, uh, seeing who was coming. When we first started, we weren't sure if anybody was even going to want to come to a show. And we were lucky that all the vendors were like, yeah, we'll, we'll come, we'll do this. Uh, they all signed on again and organizing the vendors, lining up the beer, getting the insurance. We, we have, we use a 501C, um, we're using the Elser Project is our charity organization that the proceeds of the beer go to. So uh, just aligning all that stuff. Um, my first show, how many cups do you order? How many wristbands do you order? Where are you going to put this sign? Are you going to have a banner here? Uh, who's running the tournament? Where are the trophies? There's just all those little pieces. And every day I just make a couple more notes. So there's no piece that's worse than any other. It's just making sure I didn't forget any pieces. <laughs> so you mentioned tournaments. There's some tournaments uh, coming up. Um, and also some uh, special pinball machines that are going to be there, right? Yes, we, uh, we are uh, pretty excited. We're going to have... Uh, and I don't know that anybody's seen them in the past. I know there were aliens or a few floating around, but Alien will be at the show. Uh, Coin Taker is bringing that. Coin Taker and Tilt Amusements will both be there. They're bringing all the latest Sterns. They'll be set up for free play with that. Uh, we do have a couple Multimorphics showing up at the show. You and I talked about that. I'm not sure if Heist will be one of those. I hope one of one of them will. Uh, we'll see if we can pull some strings. We've got a couple big Lebowski's going to be there. Um, and then a lot of uh, interesting different games that Marvin and I have collected over the years. We're bringing in some 
high-end restorations and some older games uh, hold that whole flavor of every piece that you know a good show can put on awesome so how many how many games do you anticipate there in total right now registered we have uh over between the arcades and the pinballs we have over 100 but we expect to have based off of what i know is also coming definitely over 100 pinball machines and about 20 to 30 arcade games nice um nick did you have any uh questions you wanted to ask keith no i just um you know appreciate keith joining us and i this is an event that I'd love to attend next year, right? It checks the, the, the boxes of um, pinball, beer, and being within striking distance in terms of something that we can travel to uh, and uh, support. So catch you next year, man, and, and good luck with this year's event. Thanks. appreciate it, guys. Yeah, thanks for joining us, and uh, good luck with the event. We look forward to seeing uh, the reports on Pinside. All righty. All right. Have we'll hope to see you in person there next year. Bet. All right. Take care, Keith. All right, Nick um right why don't we roll into some pinball news okay let's do let's do it here's the tip it's the latest pinball news so hot it's on fire all right right. up first we got a new hire at stern which is relevant to what we're going to be talking about later uh mark panacho he's the new senior systems engineer at stern Mm. uh this comes to us via pinball news uh they reported on this coded he's he coded earthshaker avira and the party monsters roller games Hurricane and Fishtails, and Fishtails is the game we're reviewing later, so we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about about Mark. But uh, from there, he moved from Midway to work on video games, and he helped develop the Mortal Kombat series and NBA Jam. So he's got a pretty awesome, pretty good history. Um, I thought this quote was uh, was interesting from Pinball News. He says, "Since uh, since then, so since uh, working on those games, he developed software for high speed trading systems before his appointment at Stern Pinball." Um, they kind of editorialize a little bit here. It says his network and low latency connectivity skills would appear to be a good fit as Stern as at Stern as the company looks to launch its internet connectivity for features such as online software updates, remote diagnostics, and network gameplay. So we know that's been a rumor since that the the uh, lovely EULA they rolled out at the end of the year um, came out that they were you know looking to do some of this stuff there on their own. Uh, and yeah. I think a hire like this solidifies that they're they're looking to do some of that stuff in house. They're going to be able to brick your machine if you change the code on it. So <laughs> that's, that's right. Sorry, pinball mix. <laughs> um, or uh, what's the other one? What's the what's the software they use to to do that? Um, pinball browser. Yeah, pinball browser. It might be rough for pinball browser. Oh. You know, maybe uh, maybe you just don't connect it somehow. You know, maybe yeah. You, you, Figure out a way to do that. Stay offline. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. D- don't uh, don't put a uh, a plastic transformer in your pinball machine either, because they'll that that violates the ULA too. I think. <laughs> All right. Um, that that's the stern update, dude. Let me just let me, before we plow through the rest of this news. There's like nothing happening in pinballs. <laughs> I was just gonna. <laughs> it's I, it was like, so funny, Kevin. It, it's so it, like this is the hive mind but that was my i was just going to even interrupt you and be like there's nothing going on this, for this in this month like why the fuck are we even doing a podcast <laughs> we got it it's like we, i know we do a monthly podcast but like seriously there's i am sorry i'm gonna be a fucking asshole for a minute but how do people do like these weekly there's nothing to fucking talk about in pinball sometimes except bullshit mm-hmm. we can't even shit on do we even have anything to shit on deep root oh yeah we do. We, got, we do we got we got all right, all right all good right. thank god yeah. well i'm glad i got up this morning and fired up the computer <laughs> all right uh, the fishtails things is good though fishtail we're gonna do a review, we do and, a review. And especially games that you know people buy a lot so. we got some questions we go. from from listeners we had so keith I... at least keith helped us out thank you keith for for you know coming on but jesus christ there's there's you know <laughs> 
<laughs> and when I tell people, like, sometimes uh, uh, my name on Discord is Nick Buffalo Pinball, and I play a game. Like, someone asks me, what's that, what's that about? And I get into the podcast. And I was like, dude, I don't even know why we podcast once a month. <laughs> Fucking, there's no news to talk about. <laughs> All but right, don't, let's but don't you not keep listening everybody there's lots of good stuff in this is not a bullshitter just not a bullshitter you know let's go all right so <laughs> um next up i got in the rundown a, a little update from multimorphic um some personal experience that um i've been lucky enough to get access to the big heist update um that we mentioned on the last show so they're kind of the the foundation of the game is the same but they've um, added uh, this massive wizard mode at the end. And to facilitate people getting there, they've uh, adjusted the core gameplay uh, on the game to make it more likely that you're going to get to the end and see this awesome wizard mode, right? Um, so I've gotten there once. I've had the game. I've had the update for since, like, Tuesday, I think. I haven't played it a ton. I played it a bunch the first night I got it um, and a, bu- a bunch another day. Um, so it's not super easy to get to it. So it's not like a gimme to get there, but, um, it's not, it's not out of the question either. So, um, and it's, it's really cool. I can't, I can't spill the beans yet, but I think we're, we'll probably end up doing a, a special stream when it gets released and, uh, and walk through and show it off for everybody. So, um, stay tuned for that. So they made a great game even better, uh, added more value to your game and, uh, made it, made a great game to the next level. So there you go. Um, all right. The moment Nick Lane's been waiting for, it's time for your deep, deep root update. Uh, so let's for this deep root update, let's take you over to uh, uh, not this one. We want to go to this week in pinball. For is this the Jesus game? <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> we're not talking about the Jesus game yet. Um, Old Testament. He's not even in it. There isn't a Jesus. That's that's a sequel if they even get there. <laughs> that's right. All right. So last month to to take you back. Last month we uh, we talked about how you know games were going to ship in March. And uh, everything was coming good. They were waiting on their UL uh, licensing and all that. So here's here's the update uh, from DeepRoot that they sent basically right after our last podcast. Uh, it says, Dear Rouse customer, we hope all is well. As promised before, we went to provide an up. As promised before, we want to provide an update over what happened in February and where things are now. Bullet point one, weather. Saw that one coming. As some of you might know, the winter storms in Texas last week resulted in prolonged power and water outages. The office was closed, and all of us faced varying degrees of outages. The outages also impacted the lab doing our ULCE certifications. We hope those of you impacted are doing well and back to normal. Yes, pinball is easy. Thank you, Ball Search. Uh, ULCE, uh, obtaining a full system certification rather than relying on a non-compliant cascade certification from just the power supply is important for us to be able to offer a quality, compliant, and reliable product. The primary goal for us, uh, the primary goal for Raza in February was to get the ULCE certifications done. Unfortunately, the weather prevented that from happening. The last update we received prior to the lab closing was that USUL was close to being done. The Canada UL needed a few minor corrective measures, and the CE was about 75% done. Since we have been unable to work with the lab for the last two weeks, we are hoping to get back to the schedule early next week and finish the outstanding requirements. We are still being told it is, will take four to five weeks for the final certification and report once all certifications pass. That puts us into mid-April or sooner if we can. Okay? You following along? Uh, parts and production. I mean, it- I just see, like, bullshit, bull- whatever, like, <laughs> incompetency, like, excuse, whatever. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. All yeah. right. So parts in production. As an update, we have the lock bar, not the pin bar as reported. And so I don't understand what that means. And lighted side panel vendors remedied. So do they they have a lock bar lock bar vendor remedied and a lighted side panel vendor remedied, but not a pin bar vendor? Or are they not using a pin bar and they're using a standard lock bar now? <laughs> that sentence is not clear. Does now. it matter, Kevin? Because this thing's never going to see the fucking light of day. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> Keeps hanging out with us, I guess. Huh? <laughs> um, I like uh, having a laugh track, though. I like it. I like not it. just Kevin, yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, the last engineering task to improve the stability of the kickstand is going to be complete next week which will be the last assembly parts to be sourced. Parts orders continue to come in, and small parts and sub-assemblies will start as last posted, whatever that. This is very, very difficult to read. We received some criticism in reply to the last update about putting an expectation of mid-March for first shipments. <laughs> You'll like this one. It was meant as an internal goal and external expectation, not a promise of delivery. Nick Lane, does that make sense at all? Nothing. This is all like I'm. To be honest, I'm. I'm sort of not listening to everything because it's just a slew of nonsense every month, and it's just like, you know, the outcome of the movie, right? Like <laughs> before the like the movie even begins, and uh, we knew this. We knew this three years ago. I'm trying to think, Kevin. When here, here's something for an an enterprise, an, an, enterprising. There you go. That's the word. Enterprising. Uh, viewer, listener, I know there's some people that maybe they have the personality for this, but listen, if you want to go through um, and find when we first started talking about deep, I think it was around the time that they were a sponsor of the Texas Pinball Festival, and we were like, how does that make sense, right? Like they don't like they're throwing money at marketing something they're not even really even up and running as a company. But anyways, I'd love to see a, a montage of all of our comments on uh, deep root of a timestamp where we warned about this and I'd love to release it when they finally throw in the towel. So that's, that's my dream, right? To see a nice montage of all the, the last few years where Kevin and I are just predicting this nonsense and saying what a what bullshit this is. And it's sort of like fascinating, right? Like I sort of like doing an, an autopsy. Like this is like what documentaries are made of, right? Like, uh, if there was like a pinball documentary, it'd be a documentary on Deep Root and, and just how difficult it is to make pinball machines and like the audacity of this guy to say it's easy and think that he can just come in with like little knowledge and, and make this all happen. Um, I remember, Kevin, and I'm glad we're not like putting this on the podcast and reading this per se, but you had sent me, uh, I guess, a public review of an employee who works at or worked at Deep Root and talk about how employ like this is all look at this is just some somebody around the internet so take it for what it will but it, it's not a good it doesn't paint a good picture and it's not hard to believe where people aren't getting paid the owners and ab absentee like whatever that's just that's just out there we're not going to get any more into it but it it makes sense right it's just uh this is just a dumpster fire we're yeah. just waiting for the day where they're 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 done because we, we saw this coming man this is we we try to warn people and we talk about these things because you, you know the company's going to try to sell a product or ask for money at some point, and it's just like we, we've seen this before. There, there's there's warning signs, there's warning flags. Use caution. Maybe don't throw your money at it, and and try to help people. Right? That's that's all we've been ever trying to do, and we're just breaking down the bullshit and just seeing this implode in real time. Yeah, it's uh, 
we, we've seen seen this movie before. We know the ending, like you said. You know, it's the same old song and dance. Buy the pinball machine once it's manufactured, preferably once you've had a chance to play it and you decide you like it, and you can just exchange money for products. I'm I'm not shocked, but I am shocked that they were able to sell like a hundred of these things uh, in the couple weeks that they had the orders open. <sighs> it, like, it's it makes sense in that there's always people who want to have something exclusive and limited and it's from j-pop for who for whatever reason people uh, idolize this guy from the like three games he made in the 90s and then he came back and zidware was a big dumpster fire and now we're seeing a lot of the same things happen here with with deep root it's just it's if he got the money, I guess it's not as big a deal, but like I throw, throwing that amount of money at something that you hope might happen because you want it to happen. I, I, yeah, I can't, yeah. I can't. All right. Yeah. It's ignoring the reality of the situation and you know, like this wishful thinking, like you want it to happen so much that you're, you're ignoring all the warnings along the way. Right. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to like hammer, like, just be careful. That's not to say, look, that it's not like we were against this company. We just saw things that were like, wait a minute, this doesn't add up. What this person's saying doesn't make sense. Pointing it out along the way and just being like, just be careful, right? And and listen, I would have loved that they came out years ago and launched uh, titles when they said they would, and that these titles were awesome, and that they they created games that we would want to own. That's great. Who doesn't want more games? And they, you know, brought people in, as employees into that. They had Dennis Norman at one point. They've got um, Bowden, uh, Barry Osler. Um, right, like right, mm-hmm. like it's like great like you you want to see games and you want to see titles that they're they made you want to see the innovation but you know there's problems yeah easy to see it's they're right. gonna blame all the all the press and everything it's all it's everybody it's, this is the classic everybody else's fault that we failed and didn't work and never got a fair shake and blah 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 and it's gonna be a million excuses because i've seen these type of personalities before and it, it's just it's it's sort of boring at this point because it's just so easily predictable but whatever yeah well and it's the, the solution isn't hard right like build a product and then sell it especially for build your first product <laughs> don't say you're gonna build like a million don't first of all here, here's the steps if you're gonna start a new pinball company don't come out and start trashing all the other companies that are actually making games you got to come out and say listen here's here's a pro tip because there's probably other people thinking that they're gonna make a game they look at we recognize that that pinball is difficult okay so our plan is to do a limited run of a machine. We're going to get one solid game out the door and focus on that and keep on building up our infrastructure and, and more after that. Like, again, Spooky's model showed people how to do it in a way. Then American Pinball came in, and they're, they're able to make these uh, you know high-quality games and get them out there. So, look, they're able to do it. They just shut up, they, and they make the game, and they let the game speak for themselves. Uh, right. not, not deeper, though. Right. All talk and, and no show. Right. All right, we'll just wrap this up. Um, Getting tired uh, of talking about <laughs> no. that, Kevin. In, uh, in some ways, it's it's like how can you not? But I know, you know, if, if there was more going on this month, I would have skipped it. But it was also they said they're going to ship mid March. We said no way is that going to happen. And then here's yeah. them the following month saying it didn't happen. It's not going to ship. It was not good. What are they saying it's going to ship now? Uh, it, it was going to be like four to five weeks just for the certification, and they still haven't gotten all their uh, parts sourced they're still working out what, all that when so, do you think the game is going to ship i think it's going to end up being like magic girl where they like cobble together a couple of them and get them out and then that's going to be it 
you know it's they're going to be done. I'm yeah. going to predict they're going to be closed by the end of the year. Yeah, there's no way they, they there's no way that they can sustain. They're done. <laughs> um, so there was the promise of internal goal and external expectation, not a promise of delivery. Okay, we are sorry for not better communicating that. Since the certifications and receiving all parts are critical to the start of shipments, we will not put out another expectation here, other than to say we want to ship as quickly as we can, provide a quality, well QA'd Raza machine in a box. We thank you again for your patience. We plan to update customers by, again by the end of March. If you have any questions, please contact us by visiting the website or emailing them. Um, so yeah, they got a couple more days in March for their their next update. I don't think they've put out another one yet. So um, that is your Raza update. I feel like we need to, like a stinger sound effect. Raza update, deep root update. There you go. All right. Yep. Let's moving on moving to on. everybody's second favorite. Uh, pinball manufacturer, um, Homepin. You may remember them from such critically acclaimed pinball machines as Thunderbirds and uh, the other one they were working on, Chinese Zombies. I don't think that one ever came out. Uh, but this is coming to us from Pinball Magazine. Um, they say, while there hasn't been much news to report on Homepin since they moved to Taiwan almost one year ago, Mike and his team basically had to start up all over again. While doing that, Porsche, who is very big in China, ordered four of these pinball games that will be taken to various car shows in China to promote the new Porsche Taycan model. The games basically function as a marketing tool to harvest email addresses via a WeChat logon, which sounds very China to me. Um, they, there are no plans for a commercial production of the game. So you're going to make four of these. Uh, Nick Lane, what does that layout remind you of? Um, firepower, right? Yes, it's Firepower. Yep. So they took firepower and they slapped some blue and black art on it and says Taycan on the drop targets and there's some checkered flag-ish kind of stuff around the apron area. And uh there's your 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 pinball machine, I guess. Uh, this is the news for the month, folks. There you go. Um this was interesting. It uses rollover micro switches. Or it doesn't have roller micro switches, it has optos. So, uh, hopefully they have inserts or like, if that gets dirty, like what the hell is it going to do? You know how finicky optos can be. Yeah, true, true. But I suppose if they're only using... Pinball machines don't get dirty though. So oh, that's true. I don't see a problem. <laughs> this picture they sent isn't dirty at all. No. Um, but if they're only making four of them and if, yeah. I don't know, if they're just going to like keep on top of that at shows or whatever. If, yeah. it, you know, people buying a Porsche don't care about a pinball machine if it's working right anyways. They just want to be a able marketing to move, which is, which is fine, right? Yeah. Like, it's just, you know, it's just a marketing piece, which is whatever. That's right. that's fine. Yeah. Um, spinners, blah, blah, blah. Not shown. Uh, Backwax not shown. Contains a blue dot matrix display as well as a 27-inch LCD. The DMD is mainly for scores, names, and simple animations, while the LCD is used to display commercials and advertising. Hey, listen, Homepin made a game. So. <laughs> it exists. So. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's Porsche. <laughs> it's, a, it's a novelty. That'll be one of those things where uh, down the line, somebody will own one and it'll be like 10000 You think that'll be a game that'll be like uh, yeah, $10,000 machine someday in somebody's collection? I'm, I mean, is uh, Domino's a $10,000 game yet in mm. anybody's collection? They, they sold like 150 of those, though. Yeah. You were going to buy one at one point. You were thinking about it. I was. 
Domino's. It's got us in it. It's the. It's, it's got our voices in it. It's, Listen, you can hear my voice anytime one. you want. It's all true. Right? Like, can you just say and you give me cheese for me every once in a while? Only when I get paid. <laughs> okay. All right. Fair enough. Um, so that's Porsche. Uh, oh man, I don't want to. I don't want to spoil. Um, Gorin's. We do have a, a full episode of Topper Talk coming up at the end of the episode, but I wanted yeah, to. That's... I felt like we needed to talk a little bit about the uh, about the um, Stranger Things Topper. So let's. There it is. Um, Nick, have you seen the the Stranger Things topper before this moment right now? Yes, because I watched Gorn's video. Okay, I got a preview of it. So if you haven't seen it, it's a uh, Infinity Mirror style backlash. So think of um, actually, so um, a- um, not Alien. Um, yeah, I know you. Um, Space Invaders. Space Invaders has it, and uh, Vector had it as well. I think if I'm okay. Oh no, that 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 just have chase lights. I don't think it had Infinity lights. But it's got that effect where it looks like the the lights are going on forever, and it looks cool. It's a cool fit for the for the game. Um, it doesn't have a giant logo on it. It does say Stranger Things on it, but it's small, so it's not one of those where it has the name right above the name and looks ridiculous. I'll I'll, I'll give it that. Um, but it's six hundred and fifty dollars for some plastics, some LEDs, and a mirror. So it's interesting though that. You know they've been charging a thousand dollars for toppers, so they this one scaled back. I wonder why. It doesn't seem any, doesn't seem that much lesser than. I mean, you can make an argument. It doesn't seem like three hundred and fifty dollars lesser than the other ones, right? Right. Yeah. The only thing I can think like, well, I, on something like, I don't remember how much the Avengers one was, but the I think the Turtles one was Turtles about a thousand dollars. Yeah. And that's got like a motorized thing on it, so that's the only thing I can see that. Oh, I'm sorry. It's got a motorized part that's probably like 50 cents right, to spin right. shit around. So, uh, I know. I know what you mean, though. That, that's like, how they justify the difference in cost, probably. Um, yeah. So, there it you go. cool Stay enough, tuned. but like, you know, like a, as like a $150 add-on, maybe. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So, stay tuned for the, like, for the full uh, hot takes on, on the Stranger Things topper at the end of the show, but um, there you go. That's and ladies and gentlemen, that is your pinball news for the month of March, 2021. Ooh, real, real, really exciting. <laughs> things are things are really happening. You might have to listen to this uh, podcast twice. <laughs> That's right. In case you in case you missed it all, yeah, you can't take it all in. Yeah. All right, I got a Buffalo update. Um, the um, we're bringing back 12 games in 12 hours. So if you've been with us for a long time, you know we've done two of these. It was one of the the first things we did when we started the fundraiser it got us Twitch. off the ground yeah so it, yeah, that yeah. helped uh, having a rig yeah help help buy the uh the the stuff that we need to to stream and then we did a, a charity version of it for um um for st jude play live uh, a year or two after that but it's been like four years since we did this and uh we thought for fun let's bring it back we'll do 12 games in 12 hours again starting at noon eastern on april 10th uh, at our on our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Buffalo Pinball. I'll give you the rundown of the games, right? We're going to be playing Deadpool, Tron, Adam's Family, Willy Wonka, Heist, Pirates of the Caribbean, Metallica, Black Knight, Sword of Rage, Guns N' Roses, the new Guns N' Roses, uh, Wizard of Oz, Dialed In, and the one you're all waiting for, Future Spa, uh, with Rudy Soup. That's going to be the highlight of the stream. So tune in, join us, hang out. It's going to be a good time. We're going to have some giveaways and things like that. So, um, Hopefully you can uh, hopefully you can you can tune in and and catch a little bit of that or all of it uh, and we look forward to hanging out with you uh, doing the doing the marathons is one of my favorite things 
Um, it's just super fun. And I like seeing everybody switch. So basically <clears throat> we play one game for an hour, then it changes to, to somebody else. Uh, I'm going to be um, organizing it in a way this year so we don't have to drop the stream every hour, which will be cool. So you can just leave it on and not have to worry about refreshing your, your stream or anything like that. So um, good thing to good way to spend your time during the pandemic and you just want to have some pinball on to, to his background noise, noise for, for a Sunday or Saturday. Saturday. <laughs> Saturday. Yeah. Um, then uh, you can join us then. Yeah. Well, well shout out to, and, and kudos, uh, hey, whatever, kudos to Kevin for um, always thinking of better ways to do this and always kind of keeping uh, current with the technology to make the uh, viewing experience better for people. So, so that's awesome. I'm looking forward to it, man. It, it is, it is a fun time to have 12 hours of, of pinball and feel that uh, kind of camaraderie of, 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 of streaming with everybody else in, in Buffalo pinball. So, yeah, uh, Martha and I will be uh, uh, doing uh, two streams. Nice. That's 12 hours or to it. Yeah, it's going to be the the whole Buffalo stream team, uh, aside from the local, all the local bros. But it's going to be me and Nick and Martha and uh, Skip Natty and Rudy and Tuna. Um, so we're all going to be mixing it up. So every hour you're going to see somebody else in uh, a different pinball machine every hour. Fucking, so. <laughs> uh, uh, well, I'm sorry. I, you know, <laughs> I read the uh, chat. Wildcat uh, doesn't chat that um, Deeper is going to blame uh, uh, delay on on that ship that's stuck in the Suez Canal. <laughs> <laughs> He's calling it. We're calling it now. He's calling it now. All the deep root parts are on that ship. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. It's it's gonna be something. It's that's what makes it entertaining. Yeah. Sorry. It is. Yeah. All right. So following last month's show, uh, I had a couple folks in the Buffalo Pinball Discord ask if I could do a deep dive into the P3 now that I've owned it almost a year. And I've been thinking about doing a YouTube video on this because I want to. I feel like you need to show what's going on in the P3 because there's so much that's different about it from a traditional pinball machine. So I th do. I do want to do that, but I'm being lazy and I haven't done it yet. Um, so uh, instead, I asked if they had any specific questions they wanted to ask about the P3, and uh, if so, I would answer them. So I got a couple. Uh, the first are from Sergeant Ski, 1978. Uh, he, he asked after owning it for a year, oh, and also feel free if you have questions, uh, throw them in the chat as well, and we can pull them out from there. But, um, so after owning it for a year, how do you feel this would do the P3 if multimorphic and went to a dis distro model? Is it the cost is the cost to do it worth it for sales? Asking because it's always been hard to find them in the wild. And I think the risk to dropping whatever amount of money on one is significant if it turns out to be not your thing and you want to sell it. So Multimorphic does have a couple distributors in the U.S. They also have RS Pinball in Europe who handles sales for them. And I've seen them at shows. Um, so that's, that's I, I think, their main way of kind of letting people get hands on the machines is getting them out to shows. And w without the shows over the past year, that's kind of lagged a little bit. But um, So they do have a distributor model. I can't speak to whether or not that makes sense from a uh, – if it's worth the cost. I don't know what the costs are to having a distributor – um, host your machines and sell them for you, you know, all that stuff. I don't know the ins and outs of the pinball industry. Um, but, um, I think, you know, the more they can get them in front of folks and hands on, uh, the games, the, the better off they'll be. They, you know, like at the, the pin brew event, they're going to have a couple games there. So if you want to get out and try it out there, I've, uh, in the P3 discord, uh, folks have talked about taking their, uh, fan owned games or, you know, player owned games to, to machines, to, to events, 
and uh, and get, letting people get their hands on them. Because I think what happens is when you, you buy it, you realize how cool it is. You want to share that with other people um, who may be hesitant to try it out because it's something different. And uh, people in pinball tend to have uh, a certain thing they want in pinball. And we've seen over the years, it's hard to introduce new ideas to this audience. So um, uh, I think, you know, the best thing for the platform is for folks to get their hands on it and try it out. Uh, especially I think, you know, heist is great. And the more people that, the more people that play heist are really going to jump on board with it. Um, so the second question he had, oh, I have something special planned for this. So let me, let me go lights on for this. Uh, we're going to take it over to, um, cause the P3 is right behind me. Uh, Sergeant Skeen in 1978 says, uh, what is the wear and tear like on the playfield screen? Is this something that can be replaced? And this is a question I get quite often when I stream it. Um, and I've answered, I feel like I've answered it a lot. So I want to, I want to switch over to this. I'm going to take you over to, um, the P3. Come with me to the P3. Okay. Really exciting. Uh, let me yeah. unplug Nick so I can hear you. Okay. Here we go. We're going to show you how this works. So uh, let me grab my mic stand and put you in over here. My, my thing almost moves here. So we're gonna we're gonna do this together, okay? We're gonna open up the game, slide out the glass, and then in the front of the game, you just lift it up, set it down right there, right? Okay. Uh, so the game, it, it, the the play field's up, uh, and it, there's a little bar that the um, the, the play field rests on. Watch this. So there's two tabs. You, you pull that down, bam. You got access to the front of the game. Um, and then out the front, if you're, if you're listening, I apologize that you can't see this, but um, this is what the ball rolls on. It's a giant piece of plastic. It does not roll on the screen. So there's no interaction between the ball and the screen. It is not a touch screen. Um, there is an infrared grid that um, floats above the play field that tracks where the ball is. So um, nowhere, there is no wear and tear on the screen because the ball doesn't touch the screen. Uh, it touches this, which you can pull out and clean. Or if, you know, you drop your razor blade on it and it gets a scratch, you can just get a new piece of, uh, of uh, polycarbonate and slide it in there. And you got a brand new play field. No chipping, no pooling. No scratches, it rolls on this, okay? Um, you can also, um, from that front, you can slide the um, playfield screen out if you need to. Um, for whatever reason, I don't see you needing to do that. You can also slide the whole flipper back assembly out. So if you want to change your flipper rubbers or you need to work on something, um, you just slide that out, take it to your workbench, and that's how you work on it. So there you go. All right, coming back. Nick, how was that? Did it make sense? That's good. Yeah, very straightforward. Good job. Oh, you're a little quiet there. What'd you say? I said very straightforward. You did a good okay. job. <laughs> That's right. And look how quick that was. All right, I'm plugging my headphones back in now. <laughs> um, uh, the what what protects the plastic? <laughs> um, yeah, you, just goodwill and and hopes and dreams. Okay, 
let's go back to Nick. Um, all right, so that is the deal with that. Um, so does this current scoop configuration all in all, so he's talking about the walls and the scoops that are like right behind the screen and before the physical uh, shots on the playfield. Does that pose limitations to future design or is it something that can also be swapped down the road if P3 develops it? So I don't think it's modular. I don't think you can lift that out. Um, that's an integrated part of the machine and you also kind of need it for mini games like um, rocks and things like that. That So the, the mini games that only take place on the lower part of the play field, you need those there for that. So um, that's I, so I'm, I'm guessing that you can just you, you leave that in there at all times. I don't think you can swap that out. And as I've played it, I thought about like, well, what if they wanted to bring a shot further down the play field? They could just have it go over one of those um, one of those scoops and just in the game never use that scoop, and then you could bring your shots down closer. So I'm wondering I'm wondering if that's a possibility. I don't know. <laughs> I don't have any inside scoop there. Uh, no pun intended, but um, that's that's my t my thoughts on that. Uh, all right, did I miss any questions in chat? Uh, okay, here's one. That's when I'm getting a P3. Um, I don't I don't have a current plan yet, but I, have, I haven't played Heist, so you know, so that might be a game changer for me. Yeah, I I love like I I love like the innovation. I love that um, P3 is pushing technology and looking at pinball differently like I, I i love it so i'm like kind of following closely what, what's going on and and i want to see the system continue to develop and again like um i've not played heist i've seen heist it looks awesome it looks interesting and uh, i look forward to playing it at cabins yeah it's um you know we always talk about what's what's innovative on new games and what are you know what's new and interesting and there's just so much that's cool in this that they're really pushing it uh, to the next level. And, uh, you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in, I love it. And I like to share my, my enthusiasm for the the platform with folks. So, um, yeah, uh, hopefully I'm, I'm just happy to be friends with Kevin. Who's got one. <laughs> there you go. Um, <laughs> uh, I have, I have some more, uh, P3 stuff to talk about too. Did we skip? Oh, no, we didn't do uh game in game room updates. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that. Um, how does the screen affect the physical play towards this is from void star in chat. How does the screen affect physical play toward the lower half of the play field? I understand that some of the games can have toys that extend from the upper, but does that lack of physical toys closer to the flippers change the game positively or negatively at all? So this is, this is another very um, common you know, question, concern, uh, point of interest for the P3 platform that um, you know there's, there's nothing down low on the play field, which um, for the first couple play fields, I would agree. There was no physical interaction aside from the, the targets on the side uh, lower down. But uh, with games like Heist, you see the crane that extends down and brings all sorts of physical action to the lower part of the play field. It's also a little deceptive, and I think it's, watching it on a stream, it's not as impactful, but you're always interacting with things on the, the screen. So you're shooting for things low on the play field, even if it's not a physical object. So if there's cash falling down the screen on heist, I'm taking a shot to hit those targets, those virtual targets lower on the play field. So um, there's interactivity all over the game, even if it's not physical. They've also shown 
on some of their pro- they did it there's a promo video on the multimorphic uh, youtube channel where they show some concepts of um like pop bumpers and things on the lower part of the play field so or scoops and i i heard jerry uh jerry just did a great interview on the flipping and mashing podcast um uh, so check that out. He talks a little, a lot about this. We talk a lot about it on the interview we did with him a couple of years ago here on the podcast. So if you want to dig in the archives or go to the YouTube channel, um, go back and listen to that interview that we did with Jerry too. Um, but you know, in, in his most recent interview, you talked about a scoop and how you would put a scoop on the lower part of the play field. It would just, you'd need to be engineered different. So you would shoot it, and it would like maybe hold it up above the playfield because you can't go through the playfield because there's the screen there, there's the infrared grid. It would hold the ball there and give you that same effect of you know shooting a scoop or a saucer, just engineered in a different way. Or, or if you're going to have a pop bumper down on the lower playfield, it would have to you know, connect to the rails on the side and hover over the top and fire that way. So it is possible for them to uh, bring more uh, physical interaction to the lower play field. And I know they're thinking about that uh, based on that interview that, that Jerry did and that they're mindful of that. Some, that's something that people want. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we see some more of that um, down the line. Um, what do we got? Can magnets work through the screen? I don't know. I would guess not because this magnets would screw with the <laughs> screw with the t- the, the video screen that's under the play field. But Maybe maybe they're magnets on the side or something instead. So yeah, again, if you only knew how magnets work, <laughs> if only, if only, um, yeah. So the uh, you would have to just do it differently. Um, you know, that's what Jerry said in that interview. It's like you can do pretty much anything. You just have to rethink how you do it. Um, so that I guess that's my update. Did, did I miss anything else in chat? Uh, do I regret not waiting for a Raza? No, uh, I think I made the right choice there. Um, shoot to replace. Okay, I, th- I think we got. I think we're good. Okay, so that's that's our, our some thoughts on on the P three. If you guys got more, uh, send them to talkpinball@gmail.com. We can get into it more next month. I'm gonna I'm gonna think more about how I want to do a video for, for YouTube about um, the P three because I think even just stuff like pulling the playfield out and showing how the flippers come out and things like that, uh, it's very interesting and. Um, it doesn't always come across on a gameplay stream. So being able to highlight some of that from a, from an owner perspective, maintenance perspective, uh, just how it all works kind of perspective uh, would, would be interesting, I think. So more to come on that. Um, <laughs> so here was a, a question. Uh, Attack submitted a non-P3 uh, question, but and it, it's trolly, but I, I think it's good. He says, who will deliver more games in 2021? Pinball Adventures, Pinball Brothers, or Deep Root? Nick, what do you think? Couldn't even fucking begin to guess. <laughs> I mean, Deep Root, well, no, Deep Root allegedly has the sales, right? They have the most sales of anybody that, that we're aware of. I don't know how many pinball adventure. I, I, dude, I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> it's about who's going to deliver games, though. How many machines out the door? Who's going to do the most? I, I couldn't even begin. Couldn't even begin. <laughs> I'm going to say- see p- pinball adventure selling more than. 20 games at best. Yeah. Pinball Brothers is making aliens, right? Yeah. They've um, already delivered a couple of those because uh, Coin Tigger's oh. got at least one. Um, right. And it's going to be at the uh, it's going to be well, at the show, the Ohio show. You know what? I have more faith in Pinball Brothers than uh, 
I, I believe that pinball adventures can actually manufacture games. The question is, are there buyers for the games? That's that's their that's their downfall, right? Like, who who wants this game that they're making? I, I don't know. Somebody does, but not not many. I'm guessing. Deep Root, I have no confidence that they can put together a working game and, and deliver it. That they're going to cobble something together that's going to probably be a, a disaster because it's their first game, right? I mean, this is the problem. Like your first game is always uh, there's there's going to be issues. There's so many you know quote unquote new things in there. It just means new things to break that aren't really tested. The Pinball Brothers, you got the the license of Alien. Um, you know, I think there's people who want that game. I'm going to say Pinball Brothers. I'm going to go Pinball Adventures. I think they're most Ooh. they're most ready to to start rolling them out. Whether or not they get the orders, that's the thing. But well, I think that's the thing, Kevin. Yeah, but is is uh, Pinball Brothers are they scaled up for production? I don't know if they are. Oh, no. they, it, you know, it's easy, quote unquote, easy to put a, together a couple prototypes, you know, like we saw with uh, Big Lebowski, right? They, they made a couple that they took out to machines or took out to shows and uh, got the hype all built up. But when it came down to the nuts and bolts of let's just start cranking these out, you know, that's where th- these companies run into trouble. Um, I'm well, just... I know, Texas sales isn't the question. I know you're talking about deliver, but, you know. I understand. Like I'm saying, a game that is delivered. Yeah. So yeah, yeah it all factors well, in. You have to sell a game first before you deliver a game. Otherwise, you're dropping free games around town. <laughs> free games. This is a bad business model. You yeah. Here first. <laughs> Don't want to do that. It's a uh, your your business insights with Nick. Uh, <laughs> uh, so Nick says Pinball Brothers. I say Pinball Adventures. Let's see. Well, somebody hold us to this, and we'll revisit it yeah. at the end of the year in our 2021 Pinball Oof. Recap. Yeah, can't wait. <laughs> Count your games. <laughs> <laughs> he, also, he also brought this one up. Imagine that pinball machines could be parents. Which two games would have the most awesome child? Um, I I feel like I have an answer, but I can't say it without getting in trouble. So <laughs> I, I was, wanna... was going to say like like uh, hard body and. I was trying to think of like the male equivalent of Hardbody Paragon, maybe. <laughs> I, I was just going based on theme, but uh, I think what he was thinking was like, what are two games that you love that would be cool together? Like if, no, if you kind of mashed them he up. Wants to, yeah, he knows what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think Nick is Nick is passing on this one attack. Yeah, he gave the example of uh, um, Tron and Whirlwind. So like a, a smooth, flowy, super rampy kind of game with the like the feel and the vibe of a Tron. So if you put those two together, Tron plus Whitewater, yeah. All right. All right. All right. Very nice. All right. Next got nothing. Nothing. <laughs> All right. Next. Next. Yes. Moving on. Game room updates. Um so I got my Lexi talking more we're talking more about P three because it, um this was Kevin's really, a P three shill. I'm 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 shilling. And allegedly, I'm on the payroll, but I'm really not. But Jerry said I was, so <laughs> I'm expecting my paycheck any time now. Um, so I, I, I receive it, and yes, I bought it. I paid for it, uh, shipped it out to my house, and I received it, what, two weeks later? Did we talk about this? Because I, I had ordered it last time, but we, did we talk about me receiving it last time? I don't know. I don't, I, know. I, don't, I don't think I had gotten it last. So what was cool is, so it was weird because I was expecting it to deliver on like a Wednesday, and it came at like, 8 30 at night through ups um so what happens is they put basically the only thing you have to swap to get a new p3 game is the back part of the playfield. so it ships in a 
in a like 24 cubic inch squared box approximately and so i got the notification that it got delivered so i went out thinking it was going to be like up against the garage it was just like sitting there on my front step and i thought how different an experience that was to the typical new pinball machine purchase where you have to like rent a truck and haul it upstairs or it gets delivered yeah. on the uh on a lift truck uh, a, a truck with a lift gate and you gotta uh, get a dolly and wheel it in i just carried it in plopped it down and then you know 10 15 minutes later i'm in i'm up and running with a new pinball machine so just the the whole experience of buying a new pinball machine with a p3 is just so different and cool that that kind of struck me when i got it so uh i i got that um installed it streamed it the next week and i got real close to the wizard mode on that stream um so i highlighted the the video and showed everybody kind of like the ins and outs of that game i was i was like like a couple multi-ball jackpots away from getting to the wizard mode so um if you want to see more about the uh game lexi lightspeed escape from earth for the p3 you can check out that video it's on our youtube channel it's also highlighted on twitch um so check that out big big fan of lexi the other thing i did p3 related was i built a caddy for my p3 playfield so i got some pictures here um right here so uh nick baldridge had put together some plans for this it's a um mod uh, holder for two of the playfield modules that slides under your pinball machine so this is what it looks like without any uh, any games in it and there there it is with two games in it uh, it will fit uh, fit two playfields, and then it just slides right under your pinball machine, so you can store them nice. And you may say, ooh. Nick, Nick may say, hey, but aren't they going to get all dusty because there's nothing covering them up? Yes. Do you have a dress for them? I got, I got, I got a what cover. Covers yeah, in probably. progress. It's it hasn't gotten here yeah. yet, but uh, nice. it should be here. I hope next week. So once it once it's here, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and and show some pictures of that. So that's great. I mean, uh, um see if jerry's gonna offer that i mean that seems like a good product to sell to customers like right like who don't want who like are me and can't build anything or you don't want to see me trying to build something <laughs> yeah and he has mentioned in like the multimorphic owners thread that you know they know this is something that people want so yeah i wouldn't be surprised if they offer an official solution but this is a good uh a good pandemic project and you know 20 30 worth of labor and some spray paint um i put my my junior high shop class skills to work and got the table saw out and, and did some cutting and, and, and hammering. So it, it was kind of fun. And, uh, it looks nicer. It's easier to get at than like, so the, the cardboard boxes they ship in actually fit under the machine. So you can fit two play fields in the, under the machine, uh, in the boxes they ship in. Um, but they're a little awkward to kind of pull the games in and out of, and you have to fight the flaps and stuff like this. So this is easier. This makes it a little easier. So there you go though. That's my, that's my game room update. How about All you? Right nothing no all right next moving on moving on um <laughs> uh, but you've been streaming black knight right i have yeah yeah i've been uh been streaming black knight and having fun with that game so i'm gonna i couldn't stream yesterday like i try to stream on fridays that's my time slot but somehow you know i still have the possibility of of work meetings get getting booked on noon on friday seems weird but it's been happening so um yeah i'm gonna stream some black knight hopefully uh on this coming friday and i'm going to stream it during the uh 12 hours of uh, pinball as well so nice more uh more black knight coming your way you're gonna yeah. do deadpool and uh and black knight right yeah black knight sort of rage yeah you're you're the you're the stern shell for the stream 
I I I am. <laughs> I, I am. I'm doing a multimorphic no. and a and a Jersey Jack. So I'm I'm shilling the two shills that I shill. I mean, it's funny if anybody ever called me a stern hater when I stream so much stern and I have more stern games than anybody else. So yep. I'm I'm not. <laughs> no. Uh, all right. So I think that brings us to uh, review time. Where's my review intro? Where is it? I forget where it is. We never do it. All right. Uh, we'll be back right after this with a review of Fishtails. It's time to talk about Fishtails. Fishtails is a game uh, manufactured by Williams in 1992 with a design by Mark Ritchie, Pat McMahon, and Python Angelo. Uh, art also by Pat McMahon. Software by Mark Panacho. We talked about him earlier. He's a new hire at Stern. Sound by Chris Graner, so you know it's awesome. And pricing, according to Pinside, right now as of uh, March 2021 is in the $3,300 to $3,800 range. So... Um, Nicolene, it's fishtails. What do you think? Yeah, fishtails, 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 fishtails. So, what was your first experience with fishtails? Do you remember? Oh God, I wish I could tell you my first experience with fishtails. And it's to be perfectly honest in this review. It's been a couple of years since I've played the game, <laughs> um, but I've certainly played enough fishtails in my uh, pinball career. And I fishtails, I always think of as being in this category of games where there there were. I think there's a lot of them produced. And when I got into the hobby, you know, this was like a $1,200 game. <laughs> I know, it's crazy. Right? And it, and it falls into the category of, like, um, a lot of people's first game that they got or one of the first games that they got, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, you not when you get into the hobby, you might not be running out and buying a new box game. You know, you're, you're dipping your toes in and getting your first DMD and, and Fishtails is on the list along with things like Judge Dredd and, and Demo Man and... Uh, um, uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula, right? So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's uh, let's let's just go down the categories, right? It's kind of my uh, overall impression of it, but uh, the art is fantastic. You know, you had the uh, backlash yeah, let me put it back on up. the screen a moment ago, and it's just like that is uh, it, it's vibrant, it's fun, it's the kind of thing where you can just look at for a while, and there's kind of these you know small details that you can pick out, and you know, there's just a a lot of like uh, love and care went into these games to be attractive, and you know it's an it's an original theme. You know, you hear people talking these days about wanting original theme. Do you think if they came out of the game Fishtails today, how people do you think people would shit on it? Oh, people would lose their minds. They'd be like, "What is this shit? Nobody wants this. A fishing yeah, game? Fishtails? Oh my god! Where yeah. is my whatever action movie theme?" No way this would fly right now. But because it came out in the '90s and people have nostalgia for it now. Oh man, yeah. fishtails! What a great theme! What a, nobody does games like this anymore. You know, meanwhile, exactly. dialed in heist, TNA, yeah. Black yeah. Knight. No, look at the sales of those versus the licensed games. Exactly, good point. I can never bring that up enough because I always hear people saying that. <laughs> it pisses like, me have, off. They have it's no so idea. Pissed. Yeah, it's it, just so. Uh, and we're just going to hear this for the several more decades to come. So, anyways, we'll get it out when we can. But yeah, I mean, the art is absolutely fantastic. This is such a like just. There's games that just communicate fun 
through it, the um the visual nature and and fishtails like is like a 10 out of 10 in that communication yeah i love love the art um you know i've got a picture of the cabinet up on screen now and one of the unfortunate things about this game is that the art on the side of the cabinet tends to fade a lot this was a i was able to find a nice color full color version of it but a lot of times you'll find it i think of this game there's one that was i don't know if it's still there but there it was in a uh, a pizzeria nearby and it was just faded to yellow like yeah. it was like yellow and white um and it's such a shame that's because it, the art is so good on it and i think you can buy replacement decals but that's not a, it's not an easy thing to do swapping decals but um yeah it's um, I, so I looked it up, 13,640 of these made. So they made a ton of these. Um, and for me, I remember two things at that pizzeria. I remember playing it. And I also remember playing it at Jamie's house when yeah. we first started going to his house, he had one and I was like, this is cool. Like crank on those ramps. And, uh, it's just such a oh, fun shit. game. Shit, I remember, I think the first time I ever played it was, uh, God, it might've been, 2011 i probably played it at maybe pinburg or something but also i remember uh matt hess down in binghamton had uh i was you know my, my folks are in binghamton and i was looking for uh, pinball to play in the area and i was like scrambling around and i think uh somebody posted there was a fishtails at a bar and uh, i went down there and played the hell out of it yeah that that was it so it must have been like summer or fall of 2011 that i actually have a memory of of going traveling to a place just to play fishtails because that was the game available <laughs> yep it's pretty typical of the of the time i think like because there weren't these big arcades and barcades and retrocades and beercades and all that stuff uh like there have been over the past few years um it was like all right what's out there let me track it down who knows who knows somebody with a pinball machine maybe they'll let me come over and yeah. play their brand ball new knows, ball search knows one ball, ball search are you from new york that area yeah that was in Depo- there's a bar in deposit i think yeah Sorry, Kev. There I'm you just... go. Nice. Bringing it home with yeah, the chat. That's, that's what fine. I'm talking about, that's I fine. believe. Yep. All right. Let's, let's take a look at the art a little bit more. Let's talk about the uh, the playfield art. Um, very cool. I mean, you get wear on the inserts or on the fish a lot. So if you're looking at this game, let's see if I, I know that's not in that close up. But if you look at the, at the fish, the four main fish in the middle of the playfield, you'll see insert wear around those a lot. Um, but otherwise, it was clear coded, though, that game, right? Yeah. But yeah. I, I think there's, you know, around inserts so you, you saw it on stuff like uh roadshow and stuff too mm-hmm. uh, around okay. the kick out it's just like the real high high wear areas of the game tend to get worn out even if it is a um a d- diamond play game uh i like the uh, i like the um this playfield shot we're showing right now doesn't have the flippers on it but i like when the flippers are on it and they they go up it looks like the fish's mouth opening and closing that's a very python angelo kind of thing yeah uh, speaking of flippers they're lightning flippers yes lightning flipper game uh, flippers are if you don't know if lightning flippers are if there's newer people those are shorter than standard size flippers yep um eighth of an inch on each side so it doesn't seem like much but when you're playing it it definitely does mm-hmm. 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 but yeah lots of blues lots of greens definitely uh, a great art package for the theme and it's just fun like nick said it's a it's a fun looking game and really draws you in so um right, what's uh what's next on our rundown here sound sound <laughs> I can hear the sound effects from this game as we as we talk about. Great sound. <laughs> great sound. Great yeah. music. I got the music in my head, yeah. It's got the like, kind of like hillbilly banjo plucking kind of music, right? Fantastic, yeah. And and the call-outs are really good. Like, how big was it? <laughs> really really yeah. top-notch sound. It's uh, Chris Graner, right? Yeah, so no, no surprise there that uh, the, the sound would be amazing because he's, he's got a, a great uh, history of games. And uh, 
welcome welcome to our friend skip natty and thanks for the raid um yeah so what do you th- what are your thoughts on the sound fantastic i mean especially you got to put it in context of the time um catchy music um the call outs uh, really well done really well done 10 out of 10 for the time yeah agreed uh it doesn't get much better than uh, the sound effects and and music on on fish tales all right toys uh let's take a look at the play field again and we'll talk about toys so the the cabinet itself it's got an interesting uh shooter knob on it which is like a one of those like auto cast uh oh um, yeah um fish (laughs) fishing rods um so that kind of draws you in right from the start and then um like physical interactivity wise that i guess the main thing is the the fishing reel lock for the for the multi-ball so you shoot the spinner shot or there's no spinner there it's just a, a saucer shooting the, there's a on the far right there's a orbit and then just to the left of that there's a shot you shoot to load the lock and it whips it around on a on a wire form over to the a fishing reel lock on the left and that's that's a really cool effect in that it's well uh choreographed with the display of the sound like they do they do a great job uh highlighting that um other than that, you know, the, the boat ramps in the middle isn't, you know, to usually call ramps toys, toy. but, um, oh. it's a well-integrated layout. Um, um, you know, the, the, let me ask you this. Do you know if the topper was standard when this game was released? It was, they did not charge extra for this. It just came with it. Look okay. at that glorious topper. We, we so should, it's a non-interactive toy, but I would say, you know, it's a topper, but it's, it, you know, by some people's definitions, it might be a, a toy or call it a non-interactive toy. And, and one of the best toppers of all time i'm, I'm gonna say because this is when the was it billy the bass or whatever the hell it was or you get yeah, that yeah. animated fish on a on a board that you push the button and it would start singing and dancing they i heard the story was they basically stole the idea of billy the bass from this this topper or something there there's some there's some kind of relation to that billy the bass thing i always assume they stole the billy the bass idea and put it on the top of this game yeah because it was such something. a thing uh, I don't know which order that played out in, but it, it was definitely a thing in '92 mm-hmm. when this game came out. That all the infomercials for it, you remember that shit? Yeah. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> uh, and it reminds me when we, we so when we streamed this game on on the the Bro Show, we went to Neil's house and he had the game in his basement, but his his basement is not tall enough to have the topper on it. So instead, he like put the topper on a shelf on a different wall and wired it to the game. So you play it and it would flop on the wall to your side. It was so crazy. I always, I always think of that when I think of this game now. Uh, but yeah, great topper. Can't, can't go on without talking about that topper. Good point. Thanks for bringing that up. Um, but that's about it toys wise, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, display and lighting. Uh, so I, I think the, you know, it's got a DMD. It's a early nineties game. Um, but I think they do a good job with the display on this. It doesn't really stand out. The only thing I think of the display when I think of the display on this game is the the video mode. It's got a very Agreed. cool video mode. Yep. Um, it's it's one of the the more fun dot matrix video modes. Uh, you're trying to you know, shoot down the the people passing by on boats and jet skis and stuff like that. So um, very cool um, animations and display there. I don't. The lighting doesn't stand out to me at all. Does it to you? No, you know what? I guess what game of the era really stood out in terms of lighting, right? Like I can't, I can't think of anything. You know, lighting has come such a, a long way today than what it was. It's like that's kind of the new focal point in terms of what they can do in terms of uh, pinball presentation, right? I feel like um, in the in the '90s it was like toys and, and gimmicks 
for a lot of thought and and that's what distinguished pinball machine now uh, be honest i mean a more a cheaper way is just um elaborate lighting and uh programming same lighting effects so you just don't really find it in uh those older games i mean maybe there's a good example that i'm just not thinking of but yeah there's there's nothing in my mind notable about it yeah the only thing i can think of is like the adams family multi-ball start with the mm, showtime thing yeah 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 because that, that like integrates the topper and the flashes on the topper and stuff like that uh, but yeah i mean it, you just couldn't do as much with lighting back then and i guess it's not it's not fair to compare a 92 game to a 2021 game but uh you know it's it it's definitely one of the things you notice uh when you're looking back at these older games that you know there's only so much you could do with the incandescent bulbs and the insert lighting and things like that and now we're spoiled with hot rails and uh expression lighting and whatever other kind of crazy stuff you want to throw in your pinball machine so uh the full color rgb leds are have really taken it to a nice level uh gameplay um i guess that's that's really where this game shines right it's a it's a fast flowing game uh the boat ramp in the middle you can just combo that all day and then if you lose you're dead <laughs> you know it's got the the captive ball in the middle to, to entice you to shoot that and you know take that risk um the orbits are fast and fun the the lock shot is cool um just i i just think fast and brutal when i think of the gameplay on this game yeah i agree I mean, you know, this is kind of my style of gameplay right it's just a really tough game um it's you know it's not a deep game so when you don't have a game that's deep you go towards the a spectrum of uh, fast and and brutal i love the um casting shot that loops all the way around to the left flipper and you can hit it on the fly into the lock like incredibly satisfying it's the same concept that uh deadpool does right when well, the super skill shot of hitting into lock I, I i just love that it's such a good feeling on fishtails and and i always when i when i talk about deadpool i just say how much i love that shot and i'm glad that uh george gomez did it on, on deadpool so very cool. Um, it's great to kind of get into the flow of doing the boat. So there's a couple strategies I think in the game, which makes it interesting in, in, in tournaments and kind of like um, your decision making in it. If you want to go for the multi ball or you want to do like the boat loops, um, I, I think this game shines as kind of a competitive game because there's there's two viable approaches to it. At least, you know, in, in my world, there's I could be wrong, but. Remember always stepping up to the game in like competition at Pinburg and be like, okay, am I going to go for locks here? I'm going to, you know, see if I'm I'm feeling a little more flowy and I'm just going to do like the boat loops over and over again and collecting a monster fish and stuff like that. So, um, it's pretty cool. Yeah, and that that takes us into rules. Um, yeah, it's like you said, it's not a super deep game. I don't. Is there even a wizard mode in this game? I think it's just like a. It's more of like a Doctor uh, Who era game where there's yeah, I don't, different I don't scoring so. strategies and you're just trying to you know, blow it up and, and maximize from a few different uh, available scoring strategies. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say Doctor Who. I mean, Doctor Who has a lot more going for in terms of the doctors and stuff and decision-making. But yeah, I mean, it's just in that era, not really getting into wizard mode so much. So it's it's pretty basic, pretty basic. But I don't I don't think it has any broken rules on it. Like, I think it's a, I think it's a legit tournament game in, in terms of that. So could be wrong. Um. But yeah, it's pretty pretty basic at that time. Yeah, it's not like a uh, a getaway too, where there's broken broken stuff and bugs that really make it a bad tournament game or anything like that. Yeah, and as far not, as I know. Yeah, it, 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 I don't remember seeing a an overly um, like unbalanced part of it. Like I think of Johnny Mnemonic and the Spinner Millions, right? There's not mm -hmm. like that one thing that just like totally destroys the scores. 
Um, the, I think, you know, going for monster fish is a, a pretty, pretty typical tournament strategy, but then, you know, every, everybody's pretty much on the same page if you're going for that. Um, Steve Daniel says bonus occasionally doesn't collect. So there's, there's a thing. Um, it just has, um, it's just very satisfying pull things off in the game. It's very satisfying to lock the ball. It's very satisfying to collect the monster fish. It's very satisfying to hit the, um, the U-turn kind of, uh, um, um, loops on on the boat like that's what i think of when i think of this game and the design of the game and i I don't know it's when you've got it going on when you're when you're in that rhythm and groove and you're hitting your shots it's incredibly satisfying because it's a dangerous game um so there it's it gives you a good feeling too i i I actually love how it shoots and plays i think it's one of my favorite games uh to play kind of editively but it's also very scary like with the (laughs) lightning fiddlers like like there's so many things that can go wrong and it's uh, a little anxiety producing, but uh, it, it's, it's great. I think it, pro- I think it produces an exciting match to watch people play fishtails on. Yeah, I can agree with that. Um, so what are, what are your thoughts on last ability? Um, would this be a long-term? It's not a game that either of us have owned, right? So. Oh, no, no. Um, man, it, God, this is like, I have such like a positive attitude towards fishtails, right? Like we just said nothing kind of about positive things about it. And then I look at like the price on it, you know, this is three times as much as it was when I got into the hobby. Now look, things go up. There's more people in the hobby. There's more people buying things. You've got inflation, etc. Um, But there's other games that have not got up three times in price that I think are, are better. So at the price that you have listed, Kevin of, you know, 3,300 to 3,800, it's like, oh man, you know, and, and it also like the fallback is like, oh, it's great in a large collection. It's, it's, it's a weird thing to say because I guess you can stuff any game in a large collection and have it there. Um, and this used to be like a game that you'd recommend to somebody just getting in a hobby. Grab a Fishtails, $1,200. Even when it moved up to like 1800 grab a Fishtails, right? It's an, it was an easy recommendation. They're player plentiful, a good game to cut your teeth on. <sighs> I don't know, man. Yeah. It's not it, it it doesn't have the depth of uh, single ball play. It's getting more expensive. I think there's better games to spend your money on that you're going to get better last ability out of for that price range. So I don't know. I don't know. I struggle with that. Yeah, I would you know, I look at something like Johnny Mnemonic that really hasn't gone up that much in price. I think it still hovers around that $3,000 price. Yeah. And there's just so much more to do in it. Yeah. Rules-wise um read and it's another fast game you know it's just dude, for whatever reason this game it, it it i think this is the occasion where uh original theme uh is better it, you know it causes that price to go up versus a licensed theme people don't think fondly of johnny mnemonic the movie um you know so it's got that kind of negative um air about it i think you know, you know now we kind of look back and laugh on it but um, it's one of those bad '90s movie games, so I think that keeps the price down on it. Um, yeah, but... I would take uh, I would take a Johnny Mnemonic over this when we when you talk about because you got to factor price into it, right? This yeah. is the, the million dollar question or mm-hmm. the yeah. thirty eight hundred dollar question. I would take a Johnny Mnemonic over this, and I would, and I would take a uh, World Cup Soccer over this, right? World I think Cup. those games kind of fall into those price brackets. Yeah, or uh, Demo Man, right? Yeah, this game is just it's 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 too to in my in my humble opinion it's it's too much if that's if that's the current market price for it it's just too much and it doesn't I don't think it I don't think it fares well 
in the current price range that's asking for it compared to other games that you can get for maybe a little bit more or even in that price range. Yeah. So I, you know, you're you're somebody who has classic games, but gameplay wise, like I think this is this falls in line with like the playability of a classic game. So yeah. if that's your style and that's you know if this is a game that you love and I think yeah, that's your gameplay style, then go for it. But um, like Nick said, there's going to be other games that offer more, either in that price range or or less. Yeah, and it's tough, man, because I, as we're doing this review, I'm like, I really like Fishtails, man. It's like, I'd, I kind of like to have them, but I, it's hard, it'd be hard for me to pull the trigger on that compared to some other games, especially, it's not just on, on price, it's, it's space too, right? Like, you know, there's there's money and there's, there's also space in a collection. Yep. So now maybe one day, you know, depending on where things are in my life, I, I'd love, maybe love to have one for a while and play the hell out of it. Maybe it has a permanent place in the collection because it, it I think it is a, uh, it's a, it's a good game to showcase. I have a lot of respect for it. I think it's it's provides a lot of fun to just go up to it. Like you said, Kevin's like a classic. Like you go and play a few games on it, and you you don't ask too much of it, right? Like you know its limitations, and it and it and it and you just have some good fun with it. So, all right. Well, I guess it's time to put a put some numbers to this review. Uh, I'll take you over here and show yeah. you. Uh, where's my where's my thing? Interact. There we go. Okay, scroll you down to show you. Our beloved uh, review score key zero to two is a burn it three to five is an expensive nightlight six to eight is a solid game nine to ten gets your wallets out um why don't i go first and i will say this is a six i'm gonna i'm gonna put uh i'm gonna put it at a six it's a, a solid game but the you know it's got everything going for it except for the rules i think um the rules are fun but it's just not a long-term keeper. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that's that's where I put it. I don't know what else I can say. All right. I see that. Uh, I'm looking at the screen that's up, and I see that fucking – is that Tuna, Mike? Uh, Who, uh, gave Revenge from Mars at 8.25? He did, yeah. That. He did, yeah. He did. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, all right, I feel a little more more bullish on this game. This is a game that, that, that makes me smile. I sort of – love everything about it just the, the the presentation of it what it is i love the fulfilling shots on it um it's a it's a, a easy seven and a half for me okay um at least i think again the asking price if that's correct is just it's gotten it's too much i mean twelve hundred dollars was a steal maybe undervalued but this is just it's just too high in the in the market where it's at um but overall for what it is and and where it falls in terms of, of, of pinball seven and a half. It's a, it's a, it's such a cool game. I, I, I do have some love for this game. No doubt. Maybe one day I'll have a nice one. There you go. That's your, that's your review of fishtails. Thanks everybody. Uh, and that's going to almost do it for this episode of ready to even talk pinball. Stay here for, uh, the, the much beloved topper talk with Gordon to wrap up the show. But before that, if you like the show, give us a follow on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can follow us on YouTube for, uh, for all of our past videos, highlights of streams that are interesting, like the Lexi Lightspeed thing, you can smash that like button, do all the YouTube things. Yeah, um, do all the YouTube things. Smash like, subscribe, uh, blah, blah, leave blah, a blah. comment give, down give below. Up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, all that stuff. Well, you know, that's you gotta you gotta you gotta do that. That that helps other people find our content. So if you're like, this is good stuff. It is. You're helping other people in the hobby. Uh, we try. We, we, try to do good. And T Hits wants to know if we're on TikTok and no. No, I'm too old for that. Sorry. Um no, never. pretty much everything else though. Um, Jay's, Jay's, I think Jay's got a TikTok account where he does dance. 
Is it, is it dances Just about dance finance, dance. personal finance dance? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, email us, talkpinball at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitch if you want to uh, watch us live, do this live. Watch us stream pinball gameplay live if you want to watch the, uh, the 12 games in 12 hours coming up. Uh, and you can sub us there if you want to support the channel. And if you have Twitch Prime, you can sub at no extra cost to you. We would appreciate that. Um, you can drop us a few bucks on PayPal if you're so inclined, or you can leave us a review on your podcast platform of choice. Again, that helps folks find the show and, and share it with their friends. So, uh, yeah. Nick, any closing thoughts before we uh, give it to Topper Talk? Let's go over to Topper Talk. Thanks, thanks everybody, for joining us. We, uh, we love helping the pinball community and connecting and talking about the stuff even on, on months when there's not much going on, but hopefully uh, we find it entertaining and uh, helpful. And we're looking forward to you guys joining us on uh, April 10th for the 12 hours of uh, pinball streaming. All right. We'll see you guys later. Have a good month. It's Topper Talk with Gorin right now. Let's all have some fun. This is about plastic on top of your pin. Go and buy one now. There's a topper here and a topper there. Here a topper, there a topper, everywhere a topper. It's critical to the gameplay experience. You must buy one now. It's your monthly fill of toppers right now. Topper Talk with Gorin. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Topper Talk with Gorn, the part of the podcast where Kevin and Nick give me about three to five minutes to talk about everything happening in the very active and profitable Topper community. Today, we'll be taking our first look at the new Stern Stranger Things pinball topper, as well as we'll be debuting a new segment called Hot Topper Takes. So let's head over to the real world and take a look at that. Okay, now we're at the computer, so let's take a look at the video that Stern Pinball just released of the new Stranger Things topper. Okay, so we see Pinball Machine here, and here is the topper. Okay, I mean, it looks pretty cool right off the bat. You got those really cool um, infinity lights for a really nice light show. Um, I think that's the first time that's ever been done on at least an official topper, uh, but I do want to point out it's not the first time we've seen an effect like that on a Pinball Machine. Uh, the Arcade's Homebrew Metroid actually has that effect in the back glass, and it's, er, and it's really, really cool. Um, you know, you got some nice artwork on the inside. Probably could have been molded molded figures back there for added effect, but had to save money somewhere, so I think it's just etched uh, acrylic. Fits with the overall Stranger Things uh, theme. Um, I think it overall ties together the theming of the game with and all the cool gimmicks that it has, like the projection mapping on the premium and LE. Um, uh, the black light kit that was an add-on in this really takes it uh, the next step further, sort of enhances the gameplay experience. But here's my problem. It comes in at about $650, we believe. And okay, yeah, at first glance, that's a steal. All the other Stern toppers recently were like $1,000. But one of the coolest toppers ever, the Black Knight like animatronic head topper, was only about $450. So I don't know if this was made lower than the usual stern topper as of recently to just make us think that it's a steal but i honestly don't think it's worth it yes i would love it on top of my machine but it's 650 dollars. that's pretty steep now also we're going to be debuting a really quick new segment called hot topper takes and a buffalo pinball viewer sent in this wonderful avatar topper that does not enhance the gameplay experience one bit i just look at this topper and i'm like oh the game is avatar but uh it says it 
right on the back glass, a couple inches right below. I'm not familiar with Avatar. I've never really played it. I don't know if it's an uninspired game, but the toppers for this game surely seem uninspired. I did a quick Google search of other Avatar toppers to see if there was something creative out there. But let's see what we got. Once again, the exact same thing. We have Avatar written a couple inches above where it says the game name on the back glass. And okay, okay, surely there must be at least one more creative Avatar topper. But once again, we look at the same thing. It's another topper that just says Avatar. So not a fan, does not enhance the gameplay experience. And those are my topper hot takes. All right, that's going to do it all for today's episode of Topper Talk with Gorin. Tune in to the next podcast for another episode. And as always, get out there and buy a topper. Thank you for coming to my Topper Talk.